exhaustion, extreme and unrelenting pressure, disconnection, loss of enthusiasm. If any of these emotions or situations sound very familiar to you, especially as it relates to your workplace, I want you to keep listening because today we are talking about burnout, the signs, the symptoms, and what you can do to ensure that you don't go down that road. Welcome to the Gen X Career Show, the only podcast designed specifically for the Gen X professional who wants to start a new chapter, finally finding passion and fulfillment in the work that they do every day. I'm your host, Kay Kirkman. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Career Show. My name is Kay Kirkman, and yes, I'm back yet again for another episode. And today we are talking about a topic that a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with, and sometimes it's a topic that is hard to talk about, especially in our culture, and that is burnout. Now, if you're a listener of this show, chances are you are looking to discover your career passion. You might be in a role right now that you've done for a long time, and you're good at it, and you're getting compensated well for it. But there's something missing. You're looking for additional fulfillment, additional joy. You're in the Gen X age group. So you are in your 40s or 50s and you're looking at the rest of your life saying to yourself, is this it? And many times, one of the things that drives us, or I know at least drove me, to start to think about the level of fulfillment, the level of joy that I received in the work that I did every day, was this idea of burnout. Now, one of my big goals is to help people not have to get to the burnout point before they start addressing this issue of, if I really step back and think about it, what actually would make me feel fulfilled each day as I go into work? What would it be? Again, a lot of times, and it's really unfortunate, it's that pain that pushes you. I think it was Michael Beckworth who has a quote that I love that says, the pain will push you until the purpose starts to pull you. The pain will push you until the purpose starts to pull you. So the pain of burnout will push you. It will push you to look for solutions, to look for other ways that you can work, for, to look for that fulfillment. But it's in finding that purpose, or I like to say that passion, That's what's going to actually pull you so that it becomes effortless for you to do the work that you do every day. Even if there are some challenges, you welcome the challenges because you know that it's another opportunity for you to grow. So I would really like to see you not reach the burnout stage, 
not have to reach that point in order to start thinking about this idea of fulfillment. Now, it's unfortunate because in our culture, burnout, it's almost like cocktail party conversation. It seems like everybody that you talk to is complaining about being burnt out and problems on their job and work overload and the demands are high and the perks are low. (laughs) Or we forget about the perks because the demands are so high. And we definitely live in a culture where doing more is considered a plus. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do more in your role, but we do live in this hustle and grind type society. And so burnout is almost just a rite of passage in the work world. At least that's what I see. If you see something different, send me an email, (laughs) genxcareershow at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. But this is just my perspective. So I wanted to talk about burnout today because, as I said, it is one of the key reasons why I do what I do is so that, especially at midlife, especially the Gen X demographic, I don't want you to end up in a state of burnout where it actually impacts you physically before you start thinking about making some changes. So hopefully, talking about it today will be the spark that you need to get started in thinking about how you can change some things about the way you work and avoid avoid this burnout situation. So first let's talk about burnout. What exactly is burnout? You know, there are different perspectives that people have. Again, in our culture, the hustle and grind culture is real. So for a lot of people, what is defined as burnout for some people could just be defined as a, a normal day at work. But the the definition of burnout is it is a debilitating state which is caused by extreme and unrelenting pressures. A debilitating state which is caused by extreme and unrelenting pressures. If you think about that for a moment, there are a lot of professions where extreme and unrelenting pressures are omnipresent. They're almost a part of the job description. And so when you think about that, you can imagine how many professions there are where burnout is imminent. So think about your own profession. What are some of the extreme and unrelenting pressures that you feel at work every day? What are some of those pressures? You want to identify those, and we'll get into later some solutions, some possible solutions, some places that you can start. But I want you to start to think about where are there extreme and unrelenting pressures in your workplace? And I want you to also think about where have you normalized these extreme and unrelenting pressures, because I think that's what happens a lot of times in the workplace too. Again, we're in this hustle and grind culture, so it's almost accepted to have these extreme and unrelenting pressures. But I want you to think about it for yourself. Where are the pressures and where are you normalizing the pressures to the point where you're not even realizing that you're going down that road of burnout? You know, I remember 
when I used to train, the last training position that I held, which was a contract position, I was on the road five days a week, five days a week. And not only was I on the road delivering seminars every single day, but oftentimes I was driving two, three hours to get to a location by seven, eight o'clock at night, only to sleep, to wake up, to be uh, delivering a presentation at eight o'clock in the morning. Now, mind you, I was delivering the presentation at eight, but that meant I probably had to wake up at around five in order to situate the room, do my own morning rituals to get me in a place, in a state where I could present confidently. And I didn't realize it, but after I stopped that, I experienced burnout. And it's one of the reasons that I really got serious about building up my coaching business and being intentional about the types of contracts that I take so that my health and my well-being is taken into account. Because there's one thing that you can you can be guaranteed about your employer. As much as they preach work-life balance and, you know, a culture where we prioritize self-care, at the end of the day, a business is a business and they're in business to make money. And in order for them to make money, people have to work and be productive. So at the end of the day, do you think that your health, well-being, and happiness is going to outweigh the demands or the needs of the role or the position? I don't think so. They would sooner replace you than to not get the job done. And not to say that that is necessarily them being horrible employers is just how they stay in business. So think about think think about what are these extreme and unrelenting pressures? How are you normalizing them? And just get an awareness. You know, sometimes it's just the awareness that can help shift us into behaviors that can help us get out of situations. So think about that. So three characteristics that actually characterize burnout, exhaustion, cynicism, and distancing yourself from your work. So what that could look like is not doing your job as well as you once did, being checked out, doing the bare minimum just to get through the day. And that leads to lack of achievement. Because if you're just doing the bare minimum, chances are you're not excelling. And that leads to a lack of self-confidence. And so you can see that burnout in and of itself is not good. But the cycle or the circle, the perpetuating circle that it creates, oftentimes is even worse. So some of the things that you can expect if you are experiencing burnout, you can expect to be at higher risk for health issues, such as hypertension, sleep disturbances, sleep issues, depression, substance abuse. It can ruin relationships. It can jeopardize your future career prospects. So this is not just a little thing. It's definitely something that you need to take a look at as you are on the road to pursue your career passion. You want to think about your current state and how you can make sure that you're taking care of yourself now 
as you look towards the future and going towards that career passion, which is going to give you that fulfillment that you that you desire. So just a couple of statistics that I wanted to share with you. According to the Harvard Business Review, 7% of American workers express that they are impacted by burnout. Now, it's interesting because, and you probably won't be surprised by this, but 50% of medical residents report that they experience burnout. 85% of financial professionals, they report that they have experienced burnout. So oftentimes the profession that you're in has a big impact on the level of burnout that you that you feel. It also can have a lot to do with your responsibilities at work. So obviously the higher your responsibility level, the more likely you may be to experience burnout as well. But overall, 62% of all American workers report that they have felt at some point in their career, now they didn't term this as burnout, but they report that they have felt at some point in their career high levels of stress, loss of control, and extreme fatigue. And if you've been in the workforce longer than a day, (laughs) you can probably relate to that. We've all experienced different levels of stress at work. It's just that level. When it gets to that debilitating level, that's, well, actually, we want to stop it before it gets there. But that is what constitutes burnout, is that debilitating state. And again, that is caused by extreme and unrelenting pressures in the workplace. So what can we do about it? Obviously, there are so many different things that you can do to avoid burnout. I'm just going to give you three to get started. But if you even suspect that you might be going down that road, the first thing I want you to do is start to do your own research on what you can do. Start to do your own research on what you can do to bypass that burnout getting to a point where, again, it becomes debilitating. So the first thing, shouldn't be a surprise, is self-care. You know, last week I did a show on your morning routine, and your morning routine can really be a big part of self-care. Your morning routine can actually set you up for success, and it can put you in a state where you can better deal with and manage the stressors that are coming your way. So I do highly recommend if you haven't, go back and listen to last week's episode, which is all about creating a great morning routine. I give you some resources, share some resources and things of that nature as well. But self-care, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? Does it look like a conversation with your boss in terms of modifying your hours? Does it look like asking for a different set of responsibilities? Does it look like asking for some of your responsibilities to be shared? What are the conversations that you may need to have in order to take care of yourself in that aspect? And then again, like a good morning routine, do you have routines in place? Do you have a morning routine, a nighttime routine? Do you have activities that you participate in that bring you joy, that help you to de-stress? maybe having a pet, maybe having a hobby, 
what are the things that you're focusing on outside of work that are filling up your cup? These are some things to think about when we talk about self-care. And of course, self-care is a very individual. Self-care is individual. Self-care is individual. So what you may consider self-care may not be very nurturing to me. You know, if you're an introvert, self-care for you might be cuddling up with a good book. But if you're an extreme extrovert, cuddling up with a good book could just make you bored and anxious. You'd rather go meet with a friend or go to a party or go to an event, someplace where you can be re-energized with other people. So again, what is it for you? And, and I can't stress enough, and I do talk about this on the show from time to time, but I really feel like it's a, it's a theme and it's a thread that I really want to get across to everyone who's listening to this show. One of the biggest parts of finding your career passion, self-care, whatever it is that you do, is being very extremely self-aware. You need to become the expert on you. And when I, what I mean by that is, what is it that makes you tick? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? I think sometimes when we reach midlife, we forget because there are so many pressures. There are so many adulting moments that we have to go through every single day. People are depending on us. There are pressures. There are responsibilities. And so sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day grind of just getting everything done and and just being an adult and being quote-unquote responsible that we forget about the things that we love to do. We forget about the things that bring us joy. And so self-care is about remembering what are those things that nurture you, re-energize you, give you that energy boost so you can deal with the stressors of the day and the stressors that you experience at work. So that's number one, self-care. Number two, speaking of stressors, identify the stressors. I talked about this a little bit earlier. What are the things in your workplace that are stressful? Now, when you look at these, obviously there are gonna be some things that you have to do in the workplace that you don't enjoy. And you may or may not be able to change those. Now, you might be able to change them with a conversation with your your supervisor or the person that you report to. But in many cases, there are just some parts of the job. Even even when you're doing your career passion, there are probably going to be some parts of what you do that you like more than others. So what I want you to do is identify what are the things that, first of all, that you they stress you out, but they're pretty much standard and stationary. Like you're not going to be able to change them, but they're starting to stress you out. Write those down. And then identify the stressors that you actually can do something about. Like what are the stressors that you actually might be able to impact? And in what way can you impact those stressors? So when we talk about identifying stressors, you're going to have two lists. You're going to have one list of things that you absolutely, you don't think you can change, but they're stressing you out. And then the other list is the things that you you do feel that you can change. And for the things that you can't change, I want you to think about how you can better manage your own emotions to deal with those. 
How can you better manage your own emotions to deal with the stressors that you cannot change? And then the things that you can change, what are some steps that you can start taking today to change those? Okay. And the last tip is to connect, connect. You know, I grew up in a Baptist church. And one of the things that we used to always talk about is the enemy, like the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And one of the things that used to be said was the, the enemy has tricks. And one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is isolation. It's isolation. It's, it's making us feel that whatever it is that we're experiencing we're the only ones experiencing it. So we can't tell anybody because if we tell anybody, then we'll be embarrassed. People think we can't handle it. People think there's something wrong with us. And this can apply to anything, but I want you to think about it when it comes to your workplace. And again, it is a sensitive subject because you can't really trust everyone in your workplace. So if you are experiencing some signs of burnout, you're starting to feel stressed, you're starting to step away from your responsibilities and just do the bare minimum, you're starting to find yourself having elevated states of, of stress and exhaustion, who can you reach out to? Now, this could be online. Are there groups, support groups that you can join, Facebook groups? Is there someone that you can call? Are there resources that you can tap into? Do you have, uh, as a part of your benefits plan, do you have resources for mental health and things of that nature? So I really, really want you to think about where can you go to connect with others to support you if you are feeling that you're going down that burnout road. Again, you're starting to feel disconnected. You're starting to just do the bare minimum. You're starting to be more exhausted. You're starting to be more stressed. Where can you go? What resources can you find that will help you connect? Even if it's just to let it out, to tell someone about it. And the very first place that I would start would be Google or YouTube. Just Google burnout. Trust me, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff. And then you could even do it by industry. Burnout in the real estate industry. Burnout in the medical industry. You'll see a bunch of stuff for that. The point is, don't just let life happen to you. Don't just let life happen to you. Even if you think, eh, I'm in midlife, this is it, uh, you know. I, I can't change now. That's the worst thing you can tell yourself. You can change in an instant. You can change your mindset in an instant. You can change your actions in an instant. If you are experiencing burnout, it's worth it. It's worth it to do something about it. So once again, just to recap, if you are experiencing burnout, which could be considered a debilitating state, caused by extreme and unrelenting pressures in the workplace. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to think about your self-care. What are you doing to fill your own cup before you walk into that workplace? Number two, I want you to identify the stressors that are currently 
contributing to that burnout. And I want you to categorize them into the things that you can control or do something about and the things that you can't. The things that you can't control, I want you to think about what can you do to manage your own emotions in relation to those situations and the things you can control or change. I want you to think about what are some of the things that you can do to start to change them. And chances are it might start with a conversation with your supervisor. And the last tip that I am suggesting is that you connect. If you're feeling that you're headed towards burnout or you're in burnout, connect. Connect with the resources that you have at work. Connect with the resources that are online. Connect with friends, family members, trusted mentors, people that you trust so that you can talk about it. And so that it doesn't get to the point where it truly is debilitating. Because listen, you've got stuff to do. You're looking for your career passion. You've got people to impact and you've got your own life and your own dreams that you're, you're going for. And so I want you to be more intentional about it. Don't let burnout sabotage where you're going in terms of finding your career passion and actually doing work that you enjoy. So that's what I have for you today. And as always, I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Gen X Career Show. Make sure to visit our website, yourgenxcareer.com. And while you're there, grab your free dream job discovery list, a curated collection of over 20 job titles to spark your imagination, ignite your passion, and move you one step closer to work you truly enjoy.